you, your pale skin. You don't like going outside. You're ageless. And John's just staring behind him. Say it. <laughs> Say it. A vampire. You're a lamp. <laughs> You're a lamp, John. The following podcast contains strong language, adult themes, and sexual content. Viewers be advised. This show is rad. Loosely Canon Podcast does not own any of these stories or properties. All characters and stories shared on this show are fictional, and any likeness to real people or situations are coincidental. Welcome to Loosely Cannon, a podcast about your favorite contract killers getting contact cooties. My name is Andrew. I'll be your host. And joined with me, as always, is Q. And guys, we're back again this week with a new story. We're actually going a little bit, uh, I would say, on the opposite end of the spectrum. Last week, we had a very wholesome, nice story. And now, I feel like we're going into the land of, uh, I don't want to say the macabre, but like deadly at least uh yeah i would say deadly so today we're actually talking about john wick a series of movies that is near and dear to my heart i love these films uh i remember when they first came out i went to watch it in theaters and uh i love it do you want to explain to the people listening to you if they don't know what is john wick about i've only seen the first movie from what i remember with john wick is a bunch of Russian mobsters? Is it Russian? Uh, yeah, they're, they're, in the first movie, there are Russians. Yeah, like a bunch of Russian mobsters end up uh, killing Keanu Reeves's dog that he was gifted to him by his wife, like his deceased wife. Yes. So he kind of uh, pops off and ends up like annihilating the entire uh, Russian mob. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, in that first movie, his dog is killed. Is Theon Greyjoy from Game of Thrones fame, if anyone knows him from that. Uh, reek. Um, he was a real dick, and uh, then uh, Keanu Reeves goes on a tear, an absolute uh, murder spree to avenge his sad little beagle puppy that got killed. And he gets a new dog at the end, yeah? Yes, yeah, he gets a, a pit bull. And it kind of went on from there. You haven't seen the later films, correct? I've seen them, but it's been a very long time. I don't remember much about them. I just know he basically just goes on a massive killing spree. I know he was like an assassin or, or something like that. Uh, the second film starts, and he's still on the same murder spree, but now he just really wants his car back. And uh, he's just murdering people. Just it, He's like me when my car gets towed, and I'm like, who do I have to find? <laughs> yeah, his car. Yeah. That's understandable. Yeah, I, I get that one. I don't know. The dog one was kind of understandable, too. Well, yeah, the dog one. I think he has a nice, like, if I remember correctly, he's got a nice car, right? Yes, yes. It's yeah. a, like some, I don't know if it's a Mustang or a, it, it's it's an old muscle car. In fact, isn't that what starts the whole original, like? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, Reek wants to. Uh, wants, like, his car. Wants his car, and then he breaks into his home, hits him with a baseball bat, and then also hits the dog with a baseball bat, which is where the whole what, thing started. Yeah, what yes. starts it, yeah. I really like John Wick. At first, I thought it was going to be a generic action film, like a one and done. 
But I mean, amazing choreography, fight scenes, characters. And one thing I absolutely adore is the ridiculousness of the show. Like, it's essentially Tom and Jerry for adults, where (laughs) uh, everyone around John Wick is Tom and he's Jerry, and he is just finding new and creative ways to uh, get these people away from, like, to essentially assassinate them back before they can hit him. It's just a lot of fun. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the fourth movie. I remember I was really excited for like the re I guess revitalization of Keanu Reeves' career. That was I think that was my favorite part. Obviously, The Matrix was a big part of me Mike my, my growing up. We watched The Matrix, we watched like every single one of them in the movies or in the movie theaters. I was just really excited to see Keanu Reeves in the action role again. Truth be told, I'm just waiting for us to find a Point Break fan fiction and then I can read that. On the podcast, Point Break's one of my favorite Keanu Reeves films. Funnily if I've never seen Point Break. Uh, I have it right over there. It's a Blu-ray. We're going to watch it later, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay, but let's uh, let's start getting into the uh, fanfic. I mentioned it's taking place during the second film. Uh, this one was actually written right before the third movie was released. So it, it's not really working with a lot of the material of the third film. We're working on the second film territory. So you're not going to have to deal with many spoilers today in case you are binging John Wick to get ready for the fourth film. We're actually dealing with an alternate reality today, Q, and it's going to be an interesting one. This is a alternate reality where John Wick is being called to action again by Santino D'Antonio, who is the main antagonist. So today we actually have the story Simple Things by author Manic Intent. In case our listeners don't know, The plot of the second film is this. John was able to leave the life of being a international boogeyman assassin. The Baba Yaga. The Baba Yaga. Because he asked for a favor from one of the, like, big crime lords, uh, Santino D'Antonio, and essentially said, you have one favor for me in the future, don't use it. And then, of course, Santino does use it, and then uh, things ensue. But this one is an alternate reality where Santino uses the marker for something else. And we're going to get into that today. I we bet have... I can guess what it is. Ah, um, can you? I'm not going to spoil it, but I bet I can guess. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. We are working with the explicit tag today. So yep. we're back on our shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I don't have a summary today. The summary is literally just the opening lines. But um, if you guys like the story, please send some love to our author, Manic Intent. It's his story, Simple Things, and we'll have a link for it down in our show notes. All right, Q, you ready? I'm ready. So let's begin. Simple Things by Manic Intent. John stared, incredulous. You want me to be your plus one to your sister's coronation? To put it crudely, yes. Santino wrinkled his nose. Trust the Baba Yaga to cut brutally to the point. No shooting anyone? If you feel you have to, be my guest. It's entirely optional. I'd also prefer that you clear something like that ahead of time with me, as a matter of courtesy. I thought you were going to ask me to kill your sister, John said. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Which, uh, to be fair, actually does happen. Oh, really? Yeah, he makes him, like, murder his sister, and his sister's naked, and they have, like, the whole, like, talk, and it's like, this is literally awkward. Yeah, that's... I thought you were going to ask me to kill your sister, John said. He rubbed a palm over his face and dug the heel of his hand into his temple, squeezing his eyes shut. Time had made the Baba Yaga seem less terrifying. Five years ago, John had not been so human. 
not this tired. Santino knew better than to believe that. Even if John hadn't just thoroughly raised his previous boss's operations to the ground over a dog. Why would I want to do that? Santino lied. It had been tempting. John glanced at him wearily. Your father kind of chose her over you, didn't he? Wilder his seat. Last we met, you were pretty sure that you were next in line. Santino's lip curled. There are consequences for moving against the height table. The adjudicators they send are extremely thorough. Were I to order my sister killed, I would be killed in turn. My death would no doubt be poetically just in some way, but I would be dead. The high table understands causation. You'd be high table in turn if she died, John pointed out. Not automatically. Not if she willed her seat to someone else. Besides, if that mere fact would cleanse all sins, the high table would not be anywhere as stable as it is. Everyone would be killing everyone for a seat. Enough speculation. My sister speaks for the system. I don't like it. She knows I don't like it. That is our problem, and not yours. Santino tapped the silver market on the glass table. Well, what exactly am I supposed to do? Confusion was a strange look on John's usually blank face. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, he does kind of have a blank face around most of the movie. I know, but that one seems a little harsh. He's like, <laughs> thought was unusual to this man. <laughs> Be visible and do as you're told. It's not an unusual state of affairs for you, is it? The Tarasovavs never made a secret of the fact that you were their favorite employee, Santino said, his lip curling into a tight smile. When was the last time you walked anywhere without being instantly recognized? You're the most famous person in our world. I doubt retirement would put a dent in that. John grimaced and looked away. The unnamed dog padded over to rest its heavy head on John's knee. He never named the dog? No, no. I think it's actually still to this day just dog. Oh, cool. Like, they're like, hey, how's dog doing? And <laughs> they'd be like, oh, he's doing he's doing pretty good. He's pretty good. You Please know? don't uh, do anything to that dog. <laughs> Please. No. Not exactly a good actor, John said. All you need to do is loom ominously. You're very good at that. Gianna and I will handle the rest. John thought this over, his hands flexing over the glass. How long? You are no doubt aware that there is a main coronation in Rome, and an after-party of sorts. A second affair in Naples. After that, I'll count your marker paid. What even would be the point? John asked. He looked genuinely puzzled frowning as Santino started to chuckle. John, you killed how many people over a puppy? Wasn't just a puppy, John said. Uh, yeah, it wasn't just a puppy. <laughs> it, it wasn't, and uh, also I think the actual number is somewhere around like 80. Really? Did they do? Did they count? I, I, I think there was like a death count thing where they were just like, here's all the people he's murdered, and here's how he did it. Okay, 80. Yeah. 80 people over... A, uh, well, like, it wasn't just a puppy. No, it was John said it wasn't just a puppy. Yeah, very important to him. Whatever it was, you're now a free agent. And anyone with any sense remembers what it was like to fear the Baba Yaga. Santino flicked the marker across the table at John, scraping the glass as it went. If you would do so much over a dog, what would you do if someone crossed a lover? That is what people will think. John carted his hand through his hair. He looked exhausted and didn't make a move to touch the marker. Finally, he inclined his head, letting out a hoarse breath as he did so. Excellent. Santino got to his feet, reaching over the table to pick up the marker. Bring the dog, if you like, or Ares can arrange for it to be kenneled. I'll manage, John said. You won't. <laughs> what, you won't? Yeah, it's like, oh man, no, 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 no you, you will not. No, you won't manage. 
Man, he's really uh there's no praise kink today, Q. Don't worry, we'll provide. <laughs> we'll provide. You know what? John Wick, you're doing a great job. Yeah, he's doing great. You're doing buddy. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Your time is now mine. As agreed. Santino stared at John evenly, noting the flicker of murderous tension in John's face, the thinning edge of his mouth. The ignorant would count John a handsome man. Santino knew better. Even without being aware of John's abilities, John wore an unnatural stillness when idle. A storm leashed briefly into calm. Santino wasn't afraid. Now, as before, danger only thrilled him. John sat back, staying silent. The Baba Yaga had never been a man of many words. I like how they straight up are like, hey, you know, if someone's stupid, they would say he's a handsome man. (laughs) Yeah. No. So who's Santonio? So Santino is uh, the guy who did John a favor um, that kind of helped him get free of the assassin life. And in the original film, he hires John to kill his sister. Is, does he make a showing in the first movie? No, no. He's, oh, okay. he's, he's new to the second film. So entirely new character. Yes. Yeah, he hires John to uh, murder his sister. And uh, now it appears his sister's going to appear in the story. Okay. So if in the original movie, if he hires John to murder his sister, they did this whole like build up originally where it's like, there's no way I could murder my sister. It would be a bad thing. Yeah, no, no, that's not what happened in the film. Okay. In the film, he's like, yes, I'm going to kill my sister. Don't worry. It's going to be a-okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. None of the, none of the other like uh, politics came up to it. And he was like, oh, yeah, people do it all the time. What do you mean? <laughs> okay, cool. He agreed. Gianna asked. Santino glanced at John. They were in the car on the way to the airport. Dog safely kenneled with Karen. Santino had his phone held to his ear, but John had always had an excellent sense of hearing. He doesn't have a choice, Santino said. Darling brother, full of charm as always. Santino let out a snort. Darling sister, I could have used the marker to kill you. Oh, what kind of fucking family is this? Just like, hey, hey, I could have murdered you just now. Yeah, I talk that way with my sister all the time. She's like... Hey, little brother, why did you miss mom's birthday? And I'm like, dear sister, I could have killed you. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt, a triumph that you would have carried to an early grave. Gianna sounded amused. Hand me to John. Santino wordlessly handed John the phone. It was a slim, black smartphone. Not the sort of that people in their world tended to favor. Smartphones could be hacked. The D'Antonios, however, had always been confident. Gianna, John said. John... How long had it been since John had talked to Guiana? He had spent the last five years trying to forget the decades he had once outlined with blood work. The empty stretches in between. Did his wife know that he was an assassin before she passed away? I'm going to be honest. His wife just shows up in like sad home video recordings of Uh just like, Aw man, your wife's dead. So it's unsure whether his wife knew about the, uh, the past life of crime, huh? Um, I think it's implied she did, Okay, but it's never, like, explicitly said, no. Like, she knew about it, but she helped him, like, reform, kind of? Uh, yeah, or at least he was, like, a re- she was a reason for him to get out. Okay. I've been looking forward to seeing you again, Gianna said. Never heard anyone say that to me before, John said. Santino chuckled. An ocean away, the queen of the Camorra laughed with the same wolfish amusement. The clans that called themselves the system were many and fractious, and any monarch that dared to rule them had to be ruthless. Why wouldn't I? Are we not friends? Guiana asked. We are. John liked Guiana. 
He had met her a long time ago in Naples when Vigo Tarasov had wanted something to sort out a partnership involving a counterfeit pipeline to New York. Back before the D'Antonio family had decided to eke out an American foothold of their own, she had been much younger than fresh out of university, the youngest system woman to have earned a nickname, La Tigre. Ooh. Ooh, spicy. Like a female tiger. Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Just making sure. <laughs> I did not do well in Spanish. I, I like how they're like, yeah, right out of college, fresh with a degree, what does she go do? Crime boss. Well, they're not Spanish, they're Italian, right? <clears throat> yes, they're Italian. Okay. I don't know Italian. Uh, it's kind of like Spanish. It's close. It's, close. it's kind of. There we go. I'll see you both in Rome. Have a nice trip. Oh, and John, try your best not to fuck this up. Pass me back to my brother. John handed Santino the phone, and he said something in the Neapolitan dialect that made Gianna laugh. The D'Antonios had a private bombardier jet, a sleek 7500 with a tail adorned with a crowned double-headed eagle clutching a yellow and red shield. Man, they got some fuck money. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) The D'Antonio crest. John stared at it as he followed Santino into the plane. You know, the real crime is that they're taking a plane to fly, Instead of, uh, like, a private jet. Instead of just flying uh, economy. Yeah, yeah, I know. Turns out the Dantinos are just above that. They just don't care about Mother Earth at all? Nope. Sad. I would kind of like to see John take economy, though. Just kind of have <laughs> him sit there with someone, like, kicking the back <laughs> like of the seat. Like a child, like, screaming child behind him, like, kicking his seat. John stared at it as he followed Santino into the plane. Sit where you like, Santino said. He settled into a plush leather chair and was soon absorbed with his phone. Aries sat behind him with a faint smile at John that was distinctly neutral. The chair's leather, not faux leather? Ooh, man. This one's taking a little step up. Does D'Antonio have more money than whiskey? Uh, Yeah, probably. (laughs) John chose a seat close to the door. He stared out of the large window until the plane took off. Then he curled against the soft flank of the chair. I like how he's like... Yes, I'm going to sit next to the door so I have quick and easy exit off of a plane. Uh, yeah. Midair. John Wick could survive from a plane jump. Yeah, no, John Wick could fuck that plane up. John, reluctantly, John opened his eyes and glanced behind him. Santino looked mildly irritated. Surely you've been on a private jet before, he said. No. John had never been a man much given to luxuries. He was fine, fine, commercial. Hey! Hey, whoa! John Wick, man of the people. As to equipment, it was readily available from the nearest continental. There's a bed further in the plane if you need to sleep. Pick one. If you need a shower, it's in the rear of the plane. There should be clothes in your size on board. Santino made a vague gesture. What's a vague gesture? Just like, eh. I don't know, like, uh, like, uh, I guess just point towards the back? Yeah, he was like, eh, that way, I guess. Confident, John said. This earned him an amused smirk. Santino pointedly patted his suit over the inner pocket that held the marker and turned back to his phone. Ares inclined her head as John signed, Good night, at her and slunk away down the aisle. There were a couple of beds, and the shower had a discreet bar that told him it held 40 minutes of hot water. John opted to wash his face and piss. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna wash my face and piss. That's how I wake up every morning. That's how I go to bed, too. That's actually how I excuse myself from awkward situations. I was like, excuse me, I have to go to the restroom. I need to wash my face and piss. He was comfortably numb, past the hollowing grief, 
past the black rage that had sustained him for days. The bruises and cracked ribs ached bitterly as John picked the smaller bed, kicked off his shoes, and lay on it. He closed his eyes and tried to sleep. Maybe you should have brought his dog. Gianna pursed her lips after John was shown onto the walled garden of the D'Antonio Villa in Rome, hopefully to be deposited in the nearest shower. What for? Santino settled into one of his chairs at the patio table with relief and helped himself to a glass of white. Annoying as Gianna could be, at least she always stocked a decent cellar. Look at him. What the hell happened? He's acting like a depressed puppy. We need the Baba Yaga, Gianna said. She stabbed at a peeled grape with a silver fork. Who the fuck peels grapes? Yeah, who does peel grapes? Also, <laughs> the sentence that I was more like interested in, she said, we need the Baba Yaga, but isn't he supposed to just be a plus one? It's not like he needs to go out and start assassinating people yet, what if, right? What if there's a pretense that we don't know about? Oh, like they've yeah. got plans. Okay. Yeah, like this isn't just Santino working on his own. His wife died fairly recently, after which he lost his dog. Gianna frowned at Santino as she ate the grape. You're telling me that he's... sad. Santino glanced at Cassian, who looked straight ahead with a perfectly still face. No help from that quarter then. Yes? What's wrong with that? He's recently bereaved. Despite his reputation, he's still human. It's logical. I like how these people are like, yeah, sure, his wife died and he lost his dog too, but... Yeah, she's Why like, is he sad? Yeah, she's like, there's no reason he should be sad. He's a Baba Yaga. Man, they sound like, you know, like those like, you know, like those type of like adults that are just like, what do you have to be depressed about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what depression is. It's not useful to us. Cassian could talk to him. You two are also friends, aren't you? Santino asked Cassian. He could probably manage more sympathy than Guiana. Not that it was difficult. There was little room in La Tigre for something as gentle as sympathy. Not really, Cassian said. The coronation party is in two days, Gianna nudged Santino's foot under the table. Do something. Like what? Shower him with antidepressants? Puppies? Gianna sniffed. If you're meant to look like a lover, then fucking do something about it. It's your skin on the line. Now that I'm a part of the high table, yes, yes, Gianna was now effectively untouchable. Santino was not, and as her brother and heir, he was a prime target. New York was dangerous for prime targets in a way that Naples was not. Santino drained his glass and got to his feet. He found John standing in front of the Picasso on the second floor, staring blankly at the daubs of bright color cubed against each other. You like it? We could give it to you, Santino said. John tensed as Santino approached, keeping his hands loose at his sides. It's a Picasso, he pointed at the signature. Man, they're really making uh, John Wick seem like a uh, almost Neanderthal. He's just like... <laughs> yeah, he's very dull compared to the other characters. Like, I'm expecting next point that he's going to be staring at a lamp, and he's just going to point and be like, Lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Switch make light. <laughs> Fire bad. <laughs> so, we have a few. Gianna likes them. I don't. Though the ones from his younger years are not too bad. Santino had shared his father's taste in art. One of the few things they shared. It was why the collection had been moved to New York from Naples after Massimo's death. Gianna was amassing her own. Yeah, John said. Intrigued, Santino slided closer. I confess, I didn't place you as a lover of art. I'm not. My wife was. She liked going to museums. 
didn't understand why I didn't want to travel. Santino nodded. The Tarasovs could enforce a no-disturb order on John only within the confines of their territory. Overseas, things were more complicated. Killing John Wick, even a retired John Wick, would bring fame to the killer. A civilian wife in the way could easily have become collateral damage. Strange that the Tarasovs had never bothered to inform their heir about the agreement. You never told her? No. Think she guessed, but no. We never talked about it. John clenched his hands, then eased the fingers open one by one. We didn't get to talk about a lot. So how long was he married before she ended up getting, well, dying, right? I think it was like a couple of years. I think it was like a couple of years and she got like cancer and then died. I like how we just made the thing like, oh yeah, he doesn't talk much. And he's like, hey, what did you and your wife talk about? And it's like, not a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly my time with my wife was me pointing to lamps and saying, (laughs) lamp. (laughs) Me like the lamp. (laughs) We didn't get to talk about a lot. Do you regret that? No. No. (laughs) John. (laughs) No. John turned away from the painting. If she'd known, really known, she probably would have called the cops. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, cops. My husband's actually a secret international assassin. What the fuck are cops going to (laughs) do? Santino laughed, even though he knew John hadn't been joking. What did you need to do for a living when you were retired? Or did you just sit quietly at home? Bookbinding. Really? Santino hadn't expected that somehow. Needs precision. Found it restful. Bookbinding sounded incredibly tedious to Santino, but he found himself saying, Show me. John shot him a surprise stare. Now? Why not? I'm curious. I'll get someone to buy what you need. Make a list. I'll do it, John said. After a long silence, he walked away before Santino could say another word loping down the stairs. This should be fun. Ares signed at Santino when they were alone. He scowled at her. Don't start. The party was big, brash, chaotic. Where most high table coronations tended to be tightly controlled, elegant parties packed with loyalists, Guiana had opted for spectacle. John saw at least 12 security deficits walking in and had to stop counting. He'd always hated events like this. Being on display, instigating fear, Vigo and Abram had subjected John to them sparingly, and while they had never been apologetic about the necessity, they had been polite about it. The D'Antonios were neither. The siblings had entered the morass together, Guiana's hand hooked in her brother's arm. She was resplendent in white furs and silk, her brother in a sleek black suit that caught the light now and then like a starling's wing. John stayed close to Cassian and endured the noise. Something needed Guiana's attention, Cassian and a handful of the retinue cut away around Gianna as she said something to Santino. He nodded and she swept away, cutting through the crowds like a knife. John startled as Santino tugged at his elbow. He couldn't read the smile on Santino's face, but malice had always been a default aspect of Santino's vocabulary. John still breathed more easily as Santino pulled him to a quieter part of the temple grounds. The turf was lush, probably freshly laid just for the event. Security isn't great, John said. Ares was nowhere to be seen. Don't remind me, Santino made a face. It's worse than you think. There's a catacomb access. Ares and her team are patrolling it right now. I do remember the catacombs in the second movie. Why here? Why does my sister do anything? She said something about wanting to modernize. Breaking from tradition. You don't agree. Santino sniffed. 
Tradition has worked for the system and for our family for a long time. This new direction of hers, well, we will see. You think the other system clans ain't gonna like it? People don't like change. It's how they're built. Santino looped his fingers playfully into John's tie, even if it hurts them to stay in a holding position. You talking about yourself now? A passing couple made John tense, but they noticed John and quickly walked away. Among others, Santino tugged. Despite his best instincts, John bent. He looped his arm around the small of Santino's back, trying to breathe through the noise to clear his head. This time, Santino closed in for a kiss before John could twist free, his hand clenched tight under the knot of John's tie. He licked into John's mouth, confident and obnoxious. Wow. <laughs> yeah, just going right for tongue. Okay. Yeah, okay. You know what I love more than an unexpected kiss is when someone forcefully just puts tongue into it, too, where you're just like... Yeah, especially if it's like a first kiss. Yeah. Wow. John started to kiss him back and went still instead, <laughs> closing his eyes. Desire startled him. It burned through dregs of misery and grief and rage that John had been mired in, through the exhausted hollowness that was what remained of the life he had tried to build. Santino's touch was not hauling John back to an old way of living, a life. A life that John had ever chosen for himself. But it was still a life. It was more than he could say about what he had been doing between Daisy's death and Santino's visit. I didn't know his wife's name was Daisy. I didn't either. I guess that's a... I don't know where they got that from. You were very bad at this, Santino said as they parted. He grinned lazily, licking against John's bruised lips. Has anyone ever complained? You're such a dick, John said and bent to kiss Santino again. (laughs) Man, John was starfishing there for a second. He was just like... Naples was the only major city with a noticeable ratio of wolves to sheep but no continental. Outside of Rome, there was a continental in Sicily and a continental in Quintensaro. But in Naples, the so-called civilized experiment had lapsed after a series of spectacular failures. Between the numerous trigger-happy clans and the Carabinieri, there was no real order that could be forged out of the mess. Abram and Vigo had always viewed the situation in Naples with amused contempt. In Russia, things were neater. Thought you guys were still at war with the Carabinieri. John said, as they accepted drinks from serving staff and watched the fish. We are, Santino said. He took a sip of his wine. It's an old war, fought on many fronts. Keeps us on our toes. Why hold the party in the biggest public park in Naples? John asked. The section they occupied in the Villa Cominal had been spruced up for the evening. Thoroughly restored, replanted, manicured, the graffiti erased. The mood was more formal than Rome's. There was no light show, no stage blaring, shrieking music. People mingled among statues and pavilions, eating canapés and drinking wine. Guiana was dressed in an elegant but understated dress. Santino in a tailored black suit. Santino looked at over where his sister was holding court by one of the white arched stone fountains. No woman has ever held one of the Italian high table seats. A display of strength had to be made. Gonna be interesting when the carbonieri roll up to arrest everyone. They won't. My sister had a chat with the general. She told him that she intended to hold a very public party, one with a very special guest, a man whose name once served a shield for the Bratva in New York. Santino stroked his fingertips over John's cheek. This is very, this is very just like, hey. They get very touchy really quickly. This is, this is getting like a little bit like, almost like 
I don't want to say like petty, you know, like he's just like, oh, I want to touch your face. <laughs> that worked. When John had last visited Italy years ago, he had not been particularly famous. After what you just did? Yes. We managed to acquire some of the security footage. Santino's eyes were bright with hunger, his fingers warm over John's jaw, his thumb pressing over his mouth. It was very exciting. You can tell that he's pleasured himself to those videos probably before. I am going to go on a limb here. I think they're going to fuck. Yeah, probably. (laughs) When John was younger and less tired. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, John. Me too. When John was younger and less tired, he had fucked people who were drawn to him because of what he could do. A string of inconsequential curio seekers from New York to Moscow. It had taken him years to extricate something remotely person-like from the monster he had become. Years to relearn the motions, the language of basic humanity. In so doing, John had lost interest in people who wanted to bed the Baba Yaga, or so he thought. Under Santino's touch, his blood quickened. He hauled Santino roughly against him and watched the devil laugh. John was tempted to shove Santino against the nearest statue, to drag Santino's long legs around his waist, to bite down on his throat and tear it open, bloody the white line of his collar. I don't know what... That was not sexy at all. That was not sexy. That was just like, I think John may be suffering from either lycanthropy or (laughs) vampirism at that point. That's That's a problem. I know what you are. Santino said. A vampire. We've already established this. (laughs) It's like that scene in Twilight where it's just like, Santino's just standing there like, you, you, your pale skin, you don't like going outside. You're ageless. And John's just standing behind him. Say it. (laughs) Say it. A vampire. You're a lamp. (laughs) You're a lamp, John. The man and the legend. You could never be one of the sheep. John choked down a snarl, clenching his hand into a fist over the back of Santino's jacket. He bit down as he kissed. Ouch. Yeah, no kidding. Why are people so, like, I'm concerned. Do people, like, enjoy getting hurt during, like, I know, like, I know, like, you know, a little rough play, but, like. I think some people do. I never understood it. I don't like pain at all. No. In fact, I'm kind of a wuss. Yeah, I'm just like, nope, no thank you. Yeah. Hey, man, I stubbed my toe the last night, and I cried, so that's me. (laughs) Are you in a hurry to return to New York? Santino asked, licking the blood off his lips. He drew blood! Nice. Bro, my man's got a a hankering. He's a lamp. (laughs) Why? We have a villa on the Amalfi Coast. Very picturesque. John had once thought himself immune to temptation. He had been wrong about that. In temptation's name, John had put himself through a task that had nearly broken him afterwards, had tried to remake himself for another's pleasure. He was not often tempted, but he was defenseless when he was. John kissed Santino again in response, chasing the blood in his mouth. Is he drinking the blood? I think he actually is a vampire. Oh, God. God. Does does John Wick sparkle? You know what John Wick is? He's that thing at the beginning of every Pixar movie that stomps on the eye. Oh, Oh my god, that lamp is kind of like John Wick. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Pixar's next movie, the yeah, lamp is yeah. just going to start murdering all the letters. <laughs> Only the eyes. Only, Only the, the eyes. eyes, yeah, yeah. And they're just going to be running like, ah. You let him loose in Positano? Gianna asked. John's an adult. Santino balanced the phone between his shoulder and cheek, tugging his laptop over and, and flicking through his emails. Isn't it peak tourist season? 
So, John has never killed anyone he wasn't told to kill, Santino paused, other than during that recent business with the dog. Exactly. Who kills 70 people over a dog? He's clearly suffered from a mental break. I told you he had to be carefully watched and sent home the moment the marker is fulfilled. We already have what we want. You said he reminded you of a depressed puppy. He did. He's still also a very successful mass murderer for a depressed puppy. (laughs) That's very true. Yeah. We both saw the footage. You no longer hold the marker. Relax. I told you to drink some limoncello, eat some olives. A supplier had encountered some difficulties over setting up a new heroin pipeline. Santino shot back curt instructions. Man, can you imagine just being like, I don't have time to listen to your heroin problems right now. (laughs) Can't you see I'm talking with my sister? Same. The Baba Yaga. A tourist, Guiana said, dripping skepticism. He's an American, Santino paused. Belarusian. I never could figure out that one. Either way, he's a foreigner in Positano. He might as well be a tourist. More importantly, Giovanna's distribution network has run into a problem. How hard is it to reestablish a heroin network on the East Coast? (laughs) (laughs) They're fiending for it over there. I'll pass on your feedback, Santino said, if it was a little more constructive. He laughed as his sister spat a curse at him over the phone. They were discussing the intricacies of supply chain economics when John appeared. One minute, the sprawling garden with the infinity pool was empty, and the next, John was looming behind a pillar. Call you back, Santino told Guiana. Pass John my regards, she retorted, and fly him out of the fucking country before he burns everything down. Don't be so melodramatic, Santino hung up as his sister growled. He smiled as John prowled over, ominous, even in a loose white shirt and gray jeans. Guiana didn't sound happy, John said. She thinks that you've overstayed your welcome. Santino pushed back the chair as John closed in, hauling John down for a kiss. They're just going at it now. Yeah, no, no, they are inseparable. It's like, fine, I'll pretend to be your lover for this event. Also, now we're going to make out any time we see each other. Oh man, John's a method actor. He's, he's committed to the role. There you go. John was not an easy partner. He liked to bite, liked to bruise. This could not have been the face he lived with when he was married to one of the sheep. I'm starting to think, I don't know if his wife actually died from cancer. I think she. I think he kept biting her. <laughs> He's just like... The doctor's like, your wife has passed because of like repeated blood loss. Is she like getting like pricked or cuts all on her lips? What's happening? He's like, lamp. Lamp. <laughs> and he's like, ah, I've seen enough here. John had tried to be one of the sheep, had tried to earn the right to be invisible by performing a task that had unironically made him the most famous man in the world. Santino understood now that John had not killed 70 men over a dog. He had killed them for killing the part of him that had learned how to be human. Have I? John asked. He knelt between Santino's thighs, where a more covetous man would have pulled Santino closer. John waited. Not by my measure, Santino made a show of unbuckling his belt. It surprised him that John knew what to do with a man, though he was out of practice. Prior to Helen, John was known for having the occasional impersonal affair when he had been much younger. Helen? I thought it was Daisy. Oh no. What's happening? Did John have multiple wives? (laughs) He had a bunch of wives that all died of cancer at the same time. A habit of one-night stands that had turned into self-enforced celibacy as he aged. Everyone had been surprised when John had decided to marry. 
Santino had been bewildered when John had explained why he had needed a favor. Now he understood. John treated the love the way he had treated violence. With a consuming focus that shook aside everything that was irrelevant, Santino would have envied Helen if he didn't have John between his legs. This wasn't... (laughs) (laughs) I would have envied that woman if he wasn't currently here. This wasn't love. Not in the way John roughly pulled his trousers and boxers down to free Santino's cock. Hi, this is your host from the future. After careful consideration, we've deemed the following as too spicy for the general public. If you would like to see the rest of the story unedited in its full glory, you can find a link in our show notes below. Worry not, we've decided to play you the highlights of our reading set to a beautiful score. Enjoy. Santino dragged John closer, digging his nails against John's throat. John glared at him, but leaned in, licking the swelling tip. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought I'd say this, but I think John Wick and Santino are more aggressive than the brown M&M. Is John John a bottom? We're about to find out. Oh no, buddy. John licked his way down the vein. <laughs> oh, oh no. Oh, there's a vein. Burying his nose in coarse curls and inhaling, fondled the balls in his grip. Crater <laughs> oh. the balls. Crater the sh- stroke the shaft, swallow the gravy. <laughs> He licked the moisture from the tip and looked up again. He'd never quite enjoyed the taste of cock. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you doing it? It's an acquired taste. It's he had the first time, he didn't like it. The second time, not so much. The third time, it's starting to grow on him. Okay, okay. I I just thought they were like he was throwing dollar bills, like, hey, making it rain. Get it, John, get it. John didn't bother with a rhythm. He jacked Santino off in hard tugs as he devoured his mouth. It's just sharp tugs, like, just... Uh, knowing John Wick, he's liable to pull it off. <laughs> I'm imagining how he cocks the gun, and he's just doing the same motion, just like... <laughs> I've only... I mean, I've read that it only takes eight pounds of pressure, so... Oh. And with that, John ripped Santino's cock straight off. <laughs> did, did he shit in his hand? No, no, no. I, I think it's soil... Is just dirtying something. I'm pretty sure he just came. Oh, he jizzed! Yeah, he jizzed oh. from the neck bite. Oh. Also, he let out a yowl. These guys are these guys are fucking werewolves. I I'm gonna be completely honest with you. They're werewolves. I'm gonna watch the new John Wick film, and if he doesn't transform into a werewolf at some point, I'm gonna be very disappointed. He turns out into a werewolf and jerks people off. <laughs> <laughs> John jerked himself off against Santino's belly. (laughs) (laughs) Fill that belly button. Do it. (laughs) Something's missing here. Was this just two HJs and then they were done? Like, oh no, it was a beach and an HJ. It started with the beach and then it ended with an old fashioned. And then I don't know what you call fucking a belly button. (laughs) <laughs> Jizz cup. 
That's the first thing I noticed. Jizz cup. <laughs> the Nantucket navel. <laughs> A wet Sammy. The Scandinavian belly loader. Ooh, they're in Europe, so it could just be the European volcano. Rhode Island hot tub. Oh, Gene Pool, what the I fuck? I just heard Hairway to Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> My god. I have a proposal, Santino said, when they cleaned up and sat in the garden by the pool. John didn't look away from the graceful coastline beyond. His elbows were pressed over his knees. His hands clasped loosely together. Figured. We have the means to enforce the same no-disturb order around you as the Tarasovs. Save that our influence is not limited to New York. You guys want someone killed? Forget it. Guiana has Cassian. I have Ares. They're not as good as you are, but they are good. We don't need that part of you, John. John said nothing. His eyes were following a ship traversing the water. A tourist ship with the deck packed full of waving people. The ship cruised slowly out of sight, passing smaller sailboats in its wake. Then what? John asked. I can't promise you the life that you want. But I can promise you a life beyond what you knew. Santino reached over, stroking John's arm. Oh, thank God, it's just his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Round two. Live that life for a few years until my sister and I consolidate our affairs. Then you can live however you like, wherever you want. John's jaw worked as he considered this. Not the only work his jaw. <laughs> that's not the first time his jaw's worked today. Warring between the weary arsonist he had become and the revenant he once was. Something new won out. John took in a shaky breath, bowing his head. His hands were cold as he prized Santino's hand from his arm, lifting Santino's knuckles to his lips to kiss the ring. And so ends the story, Simple Things by Manic Intent. So, Q, that's our story for this week. What did you think? How did you view John Wick today? I never thought John would be the bottom when you were telling me you're going to read a John Wick story. I I agree. I didn't I didn't have him pegged as the bottom, and also no one got pegged today, so that was interesting. Yeah, there was no penetration. So no, no penetration, which is odd. I was I was expecting someone was going to get penetrated. I mean, other than the Nantucket Naval. Yeah, the Nantucket Naval. Um, so, guys, that's our story for this week. We did do some skipping around. So, if you want to read the full story in all of its glory, please check out the link in our show notes below. Give a huge shout out, comment kudos share the story manic intense story simple things we are reading the story to celebrate the uh, release of john wick 4 and we hope you guys enjoy the movie and enjoy this episode please go enjoy the story as well yeah if you have any questions email us at loosely canon podcast at gmail.com search for us on twitter at loosely canon yeah we tweet all the time yeah kind of yeah, once a week for our episodes. Yeah, we, yeah. we do that. Well, yeah, so uh, go ahead and uh, you know follow us on Twitter. Send us emails. We also have a Reddit at Loosely Cannon. Um, in the meantime, this has been Loosely Cannon. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, guys, and we'll uh, catch, catch you on the flip side. side.
Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Please rate and share our show on whatever platform you are listening on. A big thank you to our fanfic authors for giving us their wonderful stories to share with the world. Please give kudos and support to this week's entry through our show notes. This has been Loosely Cannon, and catch you on the flip side.